Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is currently 5.46 a.m. East Coast time. It is Sunday, November 24th. We have a full slate of NFL games today. I just recorded the Sunday night football video, Packers and 49ers for today, but we also have a nice four-game slate. Uh, I believe there are five games total today on Sunday, but only four games made the slate. A 3.30 afternoon showdown slate is also kicking off, but we will break down this four-game NBA slate for the NBA loyal and the NBA faithful out there that are going to double task and multitask today with the NFL or just playing NBA on their own. So, I'm doing this one for you guys and girls, so welcome to all of you uh, listening on the audio version, how those ears doing, welcome to everybody on the YouTube version, as I wave to you, you can actually see me, appreciate you being here, my name is Sal Vetri, if you are indeed new here, and I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets, uh, check out some of the content on this channel as well, I, I urge you to roam around, there's NFL stuff going out all day today, including that Sunday Night Football video, and then starting tomorrow, Next week's going to be a huge week, right? Thanksgiving. We're going to have the three-game slate on Thanksgiving. Huge showdown slates. Uh, my goal is to make a three-game slate video, to have more content out on Patreon. That is where my exclusive content lives. I put about 10 to 15 hours a week into YouTube content, about 25, more times than not, 30 to 35 hours a week over on Patreon. So if you like this content, if you have liked it, if it's helping you at all, and you want to get more of my content, podcasts, um, some of my Excel sheets, projections, uh, game-by-game notes, live streams, more of all that. It's over on Patreon, linked up down below. I also have some free strategy guys down below and my social media accounts at DFS on Twitter, Salvetri on Instagram. On Instagram, sometimes I put stories up, release some exclusive content. Probably going to be doing that for Thanksgiving, game by game notes, potentially, who knows, projections. We'll see what we're going to release. We're a day of giving, right? Um, maybe we'll just let it all out, but be sure to follow me over on Instagram, Salvetri. Again, that is linked up down below. So, also, you should check out Fantasy Draft. They are revolutionizing the way that you play daily fantasy sports by eliminating rake. You can sign up for a subscription package. It takes 1% to 2% a month instead of the 10 to 15% per contest you're playing over on DraftKings. Again, I've been playing um, NBA over on Fantasy Draft and tracking it. And I mentioned a couple of days ago that I had a profitable night because on, on DraftKings, I would have had a negative night. I would have lost about 5%. I profited about 5% that night. So, even on nights that seem like they're bad nights to neutral nights on other sites, they're going to be much better for you on Fantasy Draft because more people win in their contests because they don't skim 10 to 15% off the top. They only skim about a 1% fee off of you personally on a subscription package or 0% if you pay $100 or less. So check out Fantasy Draft linked up down below. Clicking the link does benefit me, but I don't just make your money. Um, it is a tracking link. So they just say, okay, these people came from Sal's YouTube channel or podcast or Twitter or whatever it might be. So if you do click that link, just let you know that is a transparency behind that. So again, hit the subscribe button before we get into it. These Sunday NBA videos, they definitely take a, a lot more effort than me getting up at 3.30 in the morning. Um, to prepare them with the showdown video with the uh, NFL or NFL closing thoughts for Patreon. So I have to get up usually an hour earlier to get these NBA ones out. So again, hit that hit that like button for the effort uh, and definitely the subscribe button. Tell a friend, your brother, your mother, whoever about the channel and the podcast. I really do appreciate the word of mouth. And on the YouTube or on the podcast, we can hit the five-star rate and review. Now, let us get into this episode. So starting with injury news, Kyrie Irving is going to miss at least three more games for Brooklyn against the Nets today. Uh, out with a shoulder injury, definitely going to continue to help Spencer Dinwiddie, who still remains underpriced or at least maybe closer to fairly priced. Garrett Temple, Joe Harris had nice games out last time. They still remain in play and very much viable with no Kyrie. Landry Shamit for the Clippers is their only injury news as of right now. Again, we'll always have to monitor Kawhi's status up until lock, but Mo Harkless, Jermichael Green, um, those types of players will be impacted by the Landry Shamit news. Uh, he has not played since November 11th. He did not play last night, or he did not play in the last game, which I believe might have been last night. Um, but either way, it's a spot where he's probably not likely to play. He's probably more doubtful than questionable. Derek Favors will miss at least two more games with this back injury. Jackson Hayes and Nicola Melli will benefit unless Julio Okafor starts. He will also benefit. Josh Hart missed the front end of the back-to-back -back yesterday. 
questionable today with a knee injury. Um, J.J. Redick, Etuan Moore, Frank Jackson would benefit. Julio Okafor is going to be questionable with an ankle. He also has been ruled out for multiple of weeks now. Missed the front end of yesterday's back-to-back for New Orleans. Jackson Hayes and Nicola Melli would benefit the most if he is out and Jackson Hayes would continue to start at center. Lastly, Lonzo Ball. Uh, there's really no injury designation here. He played 25 minutes last night on the front end of a back-to-back, but that was his minutes limit. I just have been here questionable because of the back-to-back. They might just sit him on the second night of a back-to-back as they try and get his legs back under him after being out with that adductor injury for about two to three weeks. So Frank Jackson, Drew Holiday, Nicole, or Nikhil Alexander-Walker would benefit if Lonzo was to be ruled out. Alfred Payton for the Knicks is the only injury news. He has not been playing for about six weeks or five weeks now since the season really started. Um, actually, it's been only a month. The season has only been going on for, I believe, a month. So he's been out for pretty much three, three and a half weeks. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., RJ Barrett, Frank Neal Aquina will benefit from that. For Phoenix, you had both Ricky Rubio and Aaron Baines miss the front end of the back-to-back last night. Rubio with his back injury, Aaron Baines with a hip. If Baines is continued to sit out against Denver in a tough matchup, Frank Kaminsky would start at center. Dario Sargent would get more run at the four as well. Ricky Rubio, if he misses, you'll see a lot more Tyler Johnson and Javon Carter in the guard rotations. Devin Booker would get an overall bump, and as well as Kelly Oubre in terms of usage and production. For Sacramento, three injuries here. Corey Joseph is probable with a heel injury. That will hurt Yogi Ferrell. You're going to have Bogdan Bogdanovich going to be doubtful with a hamstring. That will help Buddy Heald's overall production and usage, Harrison Barnes' overall usage, Corey Joseph's production and usage, as well as Yogi Ferrell's who was pretty abysmal in the last game. Trevor Ariza, um, been playing big minutes when he does play, around 20 minutes per game this season, 20.6 to be exact. No usage, though, 9.9% usage. He's pretty much just standing out there, not doing much spot-up shooting. Uh, he's going to be out of the personal re- reason. Um, the fact that Bogdan is out and Trevor Ariza is out is going to open up a lot more minutes for Justin James, who saw a spike in his minutes to 33 the last time out. I don't know how legit that is. I'm going to go back in Popcorn Machine and look at it. My, proje- my projections will be out over later today over on Patreon. So you can check there um, and to see how I'm feeling about him. But he's a nice cheap play today if he does see anywhere near that. Maybe not 33, but 25, 26 minutes. It could be viable on a four-game slate. And Troy Brown is questionable with an illness. We saw Davis Bertans have a huge game the last time out. And if he, if Troy Brown is out, Davis Bertans will continue to start, play well. C.J. Miles will see more rotational run. Getting into the target offense sheet, we're still waiting on two game totals because I do this so early in the morning. They might have won. Uh, no, they didn't come out yet. We have two teams, I believe, on a back-to-back are just the Knicks and New Orleans. Uh, I can't remember. I don't know why now if, if the Clippers are playing on a back-to-back or not. But just the Knicks and New Orleans for right now um, is where we will land on that one. So no total for Washington and Sacramento, no total for Denver and Phoenix. When you're looking at the Clippers versus New Orleans, it's going to be a very fast-paced game, the fastest on the slate. Both teams play at a very increased pace. You have a 122.75 team implied total for the Clippers. Out of the other three teams on the slate, that is 12 points higher than the other team in this game. So a 233.5 total, I imagine, will end up being the highest on the slate. Lots of nice spots for the Clippers here against New Orleans. We've continuously seen, um, last night we saw uh, Donovan Mitchell get his, a guard, right? We've continuous to see, continuously see guards have a lot of success. So, I mean, Lou Williams pops out, Patrick Beverly pops out, Williams, if anything, but overall his price point for his usage in this offense with now both Paul George and Kawhi back is a little bit concerning. Kawhi at 10K seems like an okay price point on a four-game slate, right? Especially in this matchup. I really like Montrez Harrell. Paul George continues to be too cheap for his minutes pretty much not being capped anymore he's only 8500 so uh, all the Clippers seem to play they all have fantastic matchups on the slate I think I prioritize it based on his price point $8,500 Paul George is my favorite play here and then Montrezl Harrell who played 33 minutes in the last game he's not gonna have as much usage because he's not just going to be playing by himself on the court right there was times where uh, Paul George was out and Kawhi would be playing but they would be staggered and Harrell would get rotations with himself and Lou Williams now it's going to be rotations with Paul George Harrell and Lou Williams or Kawhi Harrell and Lou Williams and that's just really brutal for both Harrell and Lou Williams overall usage and production 
important per minute production, but Harold Stone played for me. Again, Kawhi is not a, I would say, top end priority on this sort of a slate. I think building more of a balanced approach since you have Jokic cheap, you have Paul George cheap, you have Dimity cheaper uh, in the seven K range. I think that's kind of the approach I go for right now. Um, Lou Williams, I, I just don't know if I trust the overall upside is obviously there, but now he's sort of at best the third option, probably closer to third 3A, 3B with Harold in this pecking order. So yeah, from this high total game from the Clippers, at least side, I really like Paul George and then Montrezl Harrell. If you if you get to any Kawhi or Lou Williams or Pat Beverly, I, I think it's okay. They're just not going to be priorities, more secondary options. From the Pelican side, we have to see what happens with the injuries. Alonzo's still cheap. If he even plays only 25 minutes, it's a tougher matchup, but I think it's fine. Jackson Hayes, if you have no Julia Okafor or if Okafor starts, whoever is starting at center for the Pelicans tonight. They're going to be an option that I like to get to. Hayes is only 4,300. Okafor is even cheaper than that if he was to start. So, yeah, for New Orleans, it's really Hayes. Uh, Evan Ingram continues, or, or Brandon Ingram, sorry, continues to just ball out. 48 points last night at a price point that stays the same at 8,400. The concerns for Ingram now are he'll face Paul George, he'll face Kawhi Leonard, and that's absolutely brutal. So, Brandon Ingram is in play for me, but he's more of a secondary interest you'll see on the interest sheet. So, New Orleans, nothing stands out completely. I think that uh, Drew Holiday's price point coming down is interesting, but not something I'm yet excited to get onto. I think Jackson Hayes are really Okafor. Whoever starts at center for New Orleans is probably the biggest priority here. Um, and then getting to if anybody is out in terms of if Lonzo is out, then you get more upside in Drew Holiday's minutes at the point guard position, things like that. For, but for right now, New Orleans, even at a higher total of 110.75, 12-point underdogs, it really is just the bigs that stand out. For Phoenix, you'll have Frank Kaminsky in a brutal matchup. Dario Saric in a brutal matchup. Probably no Aaron Baines. We'll see how that works out. I don't really want to get there. Frank Kaminsky is cheap, priced down because of the matchup, but the toughest matchup on the slate without a doubt against Denver, against Jokic, Millsap, Plumlee, all those guys. Even Jeremy Grant, to an extent, backing up Mason, or um, Paul Millsap now. Uh, the biggest priorities for me from Phoenix would probably be, um, so let's just assume Ricky Rubio's out. The biggest priorities are going to be Kelly Oubre, number one for me, and then two, Devin Booker. Oubre's price is just 6600 He has the best matchup on the slate in terms of a small forward against a d- defensive opponent. I really like Oubre today, and I think Devin Booker at 8300 is too cheap. Tyler Johnson, Javon Carter, those types of players, probably closer to Tyler Johnson, become secondary options. Really, really tough matchup for each of them, um, going up against Gary Harris, uh, Will Barton, Jamal Murray, right? Denver side of it, I think Jokic at 9,200 finally had his big game, triple-double. He's in play. Paul Millsap has not been getting any rebounds this year. He's been relying on his three-point shooting, which is concerning, but he has a very good matchup today against Phoenix. Um, these bigs for Denver against Frank Kaminsky and Darius Arch, I'm going to be going to Paul Millsap. I'm going to be going to um, Nikola Jokic. Jokic is a priority than Millsap, and I like a little bit of Barton. I'm not going to pay that tag for Jamal Murray, although he does have a crazy ceiling. We saw last week on this slate. I'm not going to get there. Gary Harris has been pretty abysmal as well. So it's really just a big sprinkle on some Barton. For Brooklyn, I think that the most part I'm going to just be getting to Spencer Dinwiddie. Um, and then secondary options, Joe Harris and Garrett Temple. Temple's price is now up to a point where maybe I don't get there as much, but it'll still play huge minutes. Joe Harris is going to rely heavily on shooting, but again, that's kind of his thing. And now he'll see more shots with no Irving or Levert. So its priority is Dinwiddie. Secondary options, Joe Harris and Temple right now on the New York side of this. I really like Julius Randle. I really like Mitchell Robinson. Even if Robinson doesn't start, I imagine he sees at least 20 minutes off the bench against a Brooklyn team that struggles. They're on a back-to-back. So uh, give me Julius Randle here. He's the priority from this team. He's one of the, the better plays in the slate, in my opinion. And then give me Mitchell Robinson. RJ Barrett's going to have a, a tougher matchup, but it's a little bit skewed because there is no Kyrie and there is no Karis Levert. So I think that you have a nice matchup for RJ Barrett, who's now 6,100. He's more of a secondary interest. The priorities for me are Julius Randle, secondary interest in Mitchell Robinson in a really nice spot. Uh, if you get Taj Gibson starting at the center, I don't really like it. You get Bobby Porter starting at center, I don't really like it. Um, I like Mitchell Robinson a lot. And if he was to somehow start at center tonight, just give me all the Mitchell Robinson in the world. 
And this would be a spot that you would think he would because Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan, they don't leave the basket. They stay in the paint. And Mitchell Robinson is a very traditional center, so it makes it an easier matchup on both sides of the court for him. It makes more sense to have him out there, get him some more run, play 20 plus minutes last night. Sacramento and Washington, again, no total here. Washington early starts out as a two-point favorite. Uh, should be a decent pace-up spot, a big pace-up spot for Sacramento, big pace-down spot for Washington. Bradley Beal is the most expensive player on the slate. He's been balling out. If you want to get to him, it's fine. I think he's in a good spot here, obviously. It's a great spot. Um, I have no concerns in getting to Bradley Beal. If you want to get to him, I think that's completely fine. You have Thomas Bryant finally playing big minutes the last time out. And what does he do? He scores 38 fantasy points because he's a very good player. But uh, Thomas Bryant's price points up to a spot where I think it's still okay, but not a priority for me. Uh, Washington kind of just falls under the radar. Isaiah Thomas minutes are down. Davis Bertans, if you do get no Troy Brown, is probably the best play from this team point per dollar wise so it's Bertans if there's no Troy Brown has interest Bradley Beal of course has interest if you can fit him but I don't really prioritize Beal today as much as a balanced build Sacramento um, so you have no Bogdan probably he's doubtful you're probably going to have no Trevor Ariza he's already ruled out so I think that Corey Joseph at 4900 is just it seems overpriced this guy will sometimes go off for those 30 point 38 point games but more times than not he'll score like 20 so he's at least in play. Yogi Ferrell, once again, burned everybody the other night, but he's going to have to see 20 plus minutes with no Bogdan. Um, he's going to play a lot more in this rotation, but not a priority, but definitely an okay play. Rashawn Holmes, I think is fine in the low 6K range. Nice rebounding matchup for Rashawn Holmes. He's probably my favorite play from Sacramento. Bielitsa is right there at the power forward. Sacramento has a lot of value here, but he healed at 7,200 as a huge ceiling on him. Um, I probably prioritize early in the morning Sacramento for me as one Rashawn Holmes, two Buddy Healed, three Bielitsa, four Corey Joseph, five Yogi. And I say five Yogi just because I have to break more into him. There's a really good chance he's like one of the only value plays in the slate, and I just get to more of him than I'm expecting right now. So those are just, I mean, game by game. Uh, pretty much already talked about all of them, but I'll go to the early interest for the people on the podcast. We'll read through these quickly. Uh, people on YouTube, you can see them. Top of the end, I don't have the Kawhis. I don't have the um, Bradley Beals because, again, I'm going to try and build balance as of right now. Um, I have a lot of interest in Nicole Jokic and Paul George at the top end. Getting to one or both of them seems like a nice viable play for both having, I don't know, 60-point ceilings. Uh, and more times than not, they'll score 45 for you. So nice spot there for both of them. Jokic against Phoenix, Frank Kaminsky, um, and Dario Saric is a very nice matchup for a guy who just came, came off his best game of the season, triple-double, 30-plus points here. Uh, Paul George, 8,500 is too cheap for a guy you can roster as a small forward. will play a lot of power forward. Probably going to play a minimum of 32 minutes with the upside of 36-plus. Brandon Ingram I have in yellow. 8400 it's just a brutal matchup like he's been really good he's probably too cheap overall just in a vacuum but for this matchup it makes sense he's gonna play 33 34 minutes and he's gonna be up against Kawhi and Paul George for lots of this game so 8400 I, th- I think he's very risky I'd much rather have Paul George for $100 more Devin Booker I have in yellow another really tough matchup you can put him in the shooting guard spot if you have no Ricky Rubio I think he's viable if not he's just way too overpriced for this matchup uh, 8300 I much prefer Paul George I much prefer cheaper Spencer Dinwiddie Dinwiddie against the Knicks you can put at shooting guard and he's just been insane he's had close to a 40% usage rate over a 40% assist rate in the last or really over the past 200 minutes without this season without Levert and Kyrie Irving on the court with him. He's just been a monster. Uh, gets a nice matchup now against rookie R.J. Barrett. Gets a nice matchup. Frank Nielakina will be a difficult spot. If Nielakina continues to see big run in this offense, that's actually a very good defender in this league as, at the guard position. Can't score an offense, but it's a very good defender. Um, but I still think it's a nice spot for Dinwiddie. Uh, you get $7,100 Julius Randle, $7,200 Buddy Heald. I like both of these guys. He'll just going to have to take a ton more shots, and the shooting guard small forward eligibility really helps. He'll play 34 minutes or so uh, with a usage rate of 27.4 in the year. It's above 30 when you have no Bogdan out there either. Julius Randle at 7,100, really nice spot against Brooklyn. I think I prefer Randle over Heald slightly. Uh, just ceiling-wise, I think he gets there more. 
Ubre's in yellow because I only like Ubre in this matchup. I like him either way, but I like him a lot more if you get no Ricky Rubio. 6,600 on DraftKings, 12,300 on Fantasy Draft. Montrezl Harrell is 6,300. RJ Barrett, 6,100. And Rashawn Holmes is 62. I rank it in that order. I'd rather have Harrell than Holmes than Barrett. Uh, I, I just much prefer Harrell and Holmes at the center position over RJ Barrett at shooting guard in a spot where he's a rookie with the price coming up now over the past week relying on his shot. Give me the guy in Holmes whose price point has been stable as his production has been stable to great, uh, whereas Montrose Harrell's production has been stable to good as well, but his price point down. So you have Rashawn Holmes at 12200 over on Fantasy Draft. Similar price to what he's on DraftKings, a little bit cheaper there. Uh, so I think you get a nice deal on him. RJ Barrett's a lot cheaper on Fantasy Draft, 11500 compared to $6,100 on DraftKings. He's pretty much, I mean, you could just double it more times than that. You get like $600, $300 DraftKings dollars to $400 DraftKings dollars cheaper over on Fantasy Draft. Um, again, linked up down below if you want to check Fantasy Draft out. Uh, $5,000 range, just Will Barton and Joe Harris. No priorities here. They're both secondary options. Barton will continue to play big minutes. Same with Harris. Uh, they both have their fair share of shots. Harris a little bit more with no Levert or Irvin. Mitchell Robinson is a tournament four-game slate. Just he can win the whole slate for you, <clears throat> even if he doesn't start. This guy has had average in his career like friggin' five or six blocks per 36. He's just absolutely insane. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, go out, get him. If he's starting today, I mean, he's a lock button for me against Brooklyn. If he's not, you just hope that he plays 22 to 24 minutes and he scores his normal in that time, like 25 at a minimum fantasy points with the upside of 40 plus. Frank Kaminsky and Dario Sarge are both in yellow here. I actually think on a four-game slate, I'd rather roster Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Mitch Trubisky. I keep saying Mitch Trubisky. Somebody pointed that out um, in the last video, actually. Uh, Mitchell Robinson. I'd rather roster uh, saying Kaminsky and then Mitch uh, right after that is, is a little bit um, the, the, the cross sports are getting to me at that point. Um, Frank Kaminsky and Darius Arts. I think I'd rather roster in a GPP, at least not in cash, but in a GPP, Mitchell Robinson, where he's probably going to see, honestly, like uh, more times than not eight less minutes than these guys. But the times that he does see similar runs to them, he's going to just outscore them every single time in this matchup. So if we're talking GPPs where he's not going to be nearly as owned, I might actually lean there. The safer play is definitely Frank Kaminsky starting at center, probably plays 32 minutes over Mitchell Robinson, who is not going to start probably and only plays 20 to 22 minutes more times than not. That's the safer play for sure. That's a better cash play. But you're trying to win a GPP, finding leverage on a four-game slate. That kind of stands out to me. Jackson Hayes at 4,300 is a fair price point and a really good matchup against the Clippers. And then lastly, Justin James and Tyler Johnson. Not as much interest in Johnson as the price point comes up in a really difficult matchup. Justin James, though, I want to break down more into him against Washington. Shooting guard, small forward eligible. Played 33 minutes the last time out with no Bogdan, with no Trevor Ariza, with no, um, obviously no... Uh, De'Aaron Fox. So yeah, I want to see at $3,400, $7,100 on fantasy draft. What there is into that, I want to look more into his popcorn, his game flow, popcorn machine. If you want to look at that website, you can, his game flow and go from there. So appreciate you tuning in. My name is Salvetri. Please do hit that subscribe button. These NBA Sunday videos during the NFL um, definitely take a little bit more effort. So I appreciate any more support we can get subscribing liking on the podcast if you could just subscribe to the podcast it helps out a ton if you hit that five-star interview it helps out a ton so check out all the exclusive content in the description down below check out my social medias my uh, twitter my instagram down below uh, as well as the free strategy guides my name's sal thank you so much i appreciate all of you for tuning in peace out gang i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish but if you enjoyed this podcast if you could please subscribe helps me out helps support it so thank you so much and i will see you in the next one